Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Those bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it here on KMOX, Hour 2 of a Graybar Sports Open Line. My name's Matt Pauley. You just heard Maria Kina doing the news moments ago. She's going to stick around here for a moment. You did a story where people were talking about the four-day work week. Yeah. Would you, if you were given the opportunity to do four tens as, a, as opposed to five eights, would you do it? Yeah. Yeah. I think I would. I would think you? most people would. I think so. Because, you know, a lot of times in our job, we end up working more than eight hours anyhow. You yeah. know, doing a story and it, you know, it goes late or... Something like that. But just gave me the side eye. I have a very uneven <laughs> schedule because I'm working tons of hours during the baseball season yeah. and it lightens up a little bit during the non-baseball season where Pajeski has the pretty standard uh, work week like yeah. like most people. Yeah, people in the medical industry do that. You can work yes. five eights or four tens or three twelves. And you know, the three if you can put up with twelve hour days, people swear by the three twelve. 12s. I, I think that extra day would be nice yeah. to have off because sometimes, you know, like when it's Sunday and you're like, or whatever your day off might be, you're like, oh, I'm not ready to go back yet. I need a day off from being off. I don't like, I, I'm, I like doing, I love hosting a show. Like this is what I do. I'm good doing right, it. Right. I, yeah. But I, I have worked quote unquote normal jobs. And I think what you guys do in the newsroom, it's more of a grind and more normal jobby than what, what I do. Yeah. If I was in your spot, I, I would go for the four day work week. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I say yes. All right. Hey, 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 hey. We got yeah. Call Steve. Call, Call Steve. Right That's now. what we're gonna Get do. Get him on the phone. All right. Thanks, Maria. Always <laughs> Thanks. good to talk to you. It's good to talk to you. That's Maria Kina from the uh newsroom. You hear her uh doing I bet Hancock and Kelly grab her at some point tonight. She's good. yep, she's gonna be on with them. So uh we're we're gonna make her work uh, overtime today, sticking around a little bit past her uh her newscast. So uh welcome back into the program. 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call, that's how you text. You could tweet in as well at Matt Pauley on air. Wanted to just I'm not trying to make this show the day to just give kudos to everybody, but you know what? I tend to be a more positive kind of guy, and I think we just got done with a fantastic sports weekend. In the last segment, we talked about SLU with the men's uh, basketball, the women's basketball, and the women's soccer. It was a really good sports weekend all the way around. Uh, Give credit where credit is due, because I've been a little harsh on the Blues at times this year. I was so down on them uh, after they lost that game against Colorado a couple weeks ago. And then what do they do? They come back with an 8-2 win in Denver on Saturday. That was that was a great win. That was a great effort. Now, 
Colorado, they're a really good team. They are a really good team. At the, and I'm not trying to put like a qualifier on the win. The win was a fantastic win. It doesn't matter. All I'm just citing some facts here. When the Avalanche have lost games this year, they have lost them in spectacular fashion. They have five losses, and three of the losses have been 4 nothing, 4 nothing, and 8-2. So 60% of their losses this year have been, maybe spectacular is too strong of a word, but they have been incredibly one-sided. But you know what? That, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter, and... I'm optimistic about the Blues right now because I'm seeing improvement. I'm seeing this team get better. And they're not they're not playing as well as they can either. That's the other thing. It isn't like they've hit their their high point. There's still areas that they can get better. I mean, the power play can get so much better. That's an area that continues to need a lot of improvement. But I'm just a I am a big believer. I'm always going to be this way. I'm a big believer that if you are critical of somebody or critical of a team for the way that they're playing, that when they turn it around, you have to be uh, just as complimentary. And that's what's going on with the Blues because I can't tell you how much of a 180 I've gone on. Again, it's early on in the season. We really don't know much of anything about this team this early on in the season. All we can really say is that what the trend is And the two things that are very, very important is since that loss against Colorado, and that was kind of my low point on this team, that was a game that I sat there and watched it, especially in the first and third periods. They had an all right second period that night, but in that first and third period, it just looked like it was two teams from two different leagues. And I'm sitting there watching that going, how in the world are the Blues going to be able to compete in the NHL, how are they going to stay in contention for a playoff spot when these are the kind of teams that are out there? And what have they done since then? They have won four of five, and they come back with a win against that same Colorado team, again, in totally one-sided fashion. Back-to-back wins against teams that they lost to earlier this year. As their previous win was against Arizona, and on the third game of the season, that was one of their worst performances of the year when they lost to Arizona six two. So uh, they're in a tough stretch right now, where four of check that five of six are going to be on the road. Their only home game in that stretch is coming up tomorrow night when they take on a pretty good uh, Lightning team. So that's that's another one of the good stories from the week in the Blues, and then arguably the best story of the weekend is that of Missouri football. They were slight underdogs at home on Saturday against Tennessee. I I thought they were I actually thought they were going to win, but I didn't think they were going to win like this. I thought they were going to kind of just pull pull a tight one out. Uh that was going to be tight all the way through on I I think Tennessee's a pretty good team and I think Missouri's a pretty good team and I just thought that these two teams were kind of kind of throw blows back and forth and it was going to turn into a really 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 good college football game. Well, I was wrong on that. They beat Tennessee in Columbia 36 to 7. They just run them off the field. And these were teams that were right next to each other in the college football playoff rankings going into this game. Again, Tennessee was a two and a half point favorite. Tennessee last week was number 13 in the college football playoff rankings. Missouri was number 14. Everything, everything about this game just screamed that it was going to be a great game, and it wasn't. Uh, it, it was not a great game in the sense of it being a competitive game. I mean, it was for a quarter. It was scoreless after one quarter, and then Missouri just started, took over, and they they imposed their will. 
it got better as the game went along, and then they put up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to just completely put it away. Defensively, that was as good of an effort as you're going to see. I mean, just great numbers up and down the box score. Brady Cook did exactly what he needed to do, 275 yards. The running game, Cody Schrader was a man who could not be stopped. Could not be stopped. Dude ran for over 200 yards, averaging six yards per carry. I mean, that, and as a team, they ran for better than 250 yards. The I, We can go back and look at all the box scores game by game, but it changed for Missouri when they started running the ball and being dominant in the way that they were running the ball. Because now, with defensively, you don't know how to go at them. If you say you're going to stop the pass, they can run. If you're going to stop the run, they absolutely have the ability to pass. It has just been so much fun to see what they have done on the ground here. And they they are in such great position right now to have a, have a top 10 finish in, in the rankings. When you look at their record is 8-2, and two, and they've got very winnable games in front of them. They're going to match up against Florida this weekend. Florida's not great. Florida's a good team. It's not like you can just show up on Saturday and you're going to be awarded a victory. That's going to be that's 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 going to be a challenge. But it's going to be a game that Missouri is is favored in. And then they'll wrap up the season when they go down to Arkansas. And playing on the road in the SEC, that's always tough. Arkansas is not having an especially good year this year. They're one and six in conference play. Again, you respect every opponent that you play, but if Missouri goes and plays some version of their best football in these final two games, we're talking about a team that's 10-2 and two and has the opportunity to play in a really, really good bowl game. So, uh, yeah, what a just great sports weekend. Great sports weekend all the way around. It was a whole lot of fun to uh, pay attention to. And, uh, yeah, we'll see where things uh, go from here. Speaking of Missouri, by the way, they are underway against SIUE. SIUE with the early lead. They're about five minutes in, and uh, SIUE has the 10-7 lead right now in Columbia. We'll keep you updated on that as we go along. Up next, though, we are uh, going to uh, have a conversation with uh, Jacob Susasmo from Channel 4, KMOV. Uh, we'll talk Missouri football with him and a few other things. That's up next as we roll on with the Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX.
Back at it on a Gray Bar Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. Got you for about 40 more minutes. Hancock and Kelly will be rolling your way at uh, 8 o'clock for At Your Service. Right now, we're going to go to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line. Very happy to welcome back onto the program sports anchor, sports reporter with Channel 4 KMOV. He is Jacob Sersosimo, and he joins us right now. Hey, Jacob, welcome back onto the program. How are you? Great to be back. Thanks for having me. What a this sports week, and, and we we're having you on a lot to talk about Mizzou football. But you think about Mizzou football, the Blues, everything that happened with SLU this weekend. Uh, I'm I'm missing things. I mean, this was just uh, from top to bottom a really good sports weekend for people uh, in this area. Yeah, it was really we we get lucky this weekends like this. We get lucky uh, as sports fans, as people that cover the sports uh, here in the St. Louis area. I actually was in Columbia all weekend, and it was incredible. I mean, you have Memphis versus Mizzou in a sold-out Mizzou arena on Friday night. Get the fans excited, although Mizzou falls um, to Memphis in that game. And then you turn around on Saturday and have a you know top-15 matchup right there at Faroe Field. There was just a buzz in Columbia. And then you know I checked Twitter, and I, I checked the score updates on my phone, and Slew's doing well, and the Blues have a great win this weekend. And then you look at you know what's happening with, you know, everything else that's going on right now in St. Louis, you know, SIU uh, Edwardsville making it to the winning the OVC and making it all the way to the NCAA tournament. Like there's so much to be excited about right now in this town. Were you surprised that the Missouri Tennessee game became as one sided as it did? If you would have told me before the game. Yeah, probably. If you would have told me during the game. No. Uh, when you look at the first half of that game, it seemed like Mizzou was like right there, right? The first drive of the game, they're going and they're dominating, and then Brady, Brady Cook throws an interception, just kind of one of those things, right? But they, they dominated the line of scrimmage there. They, they were in the first half, I remember, I was sitting up in the press box in the first half, and I remember thinking like, Mizzou, Mizzou's like on the cusp here, right? They're, they're just waiting for their break, right? And they're just waiting for it to happen. And then the second half starts, and they do the same thing and they just kind of overpower Tennessee there and really take off. And I wasn't really shocked once that happened because that's the Mizzou we've been watching this year. And the way they controlled that second half, it wasn't like surprising. And I was there and I, I wasn't like surprised it happened. I was just like, yeah, that's kind of how, that's kind of how I expected this after, you know, watching it. I'm not surprised this is going on. How much of it was controlling the line of scrimmage because they, they run for 255 yards, Cody Schrader over 200 by himself. And it, they just, as the game moved into the second half, it just got more and more one-sided in favor of Missouri. Yeah, and the line of scrimmage is a huge huge factor of it. Cody Schrader, even after the game, is just talking about how well his, his offensive line played. And there's no doubt about it, the offensive line is a huge part of that. But when you have a guy that runs the ball like Cody Schrader does, uh, I think I put out a tweet in the first, in the first half and was like, Cody Schrader runs like, you know, his hair's on fire. When he hits holes like that, right, sometimes you'll watch games and running backs and everybody has a lot of energy right away. The running backs are hitting holes really hard. It reminds me of, like, Pacheco for the, for the Chiefs, right? When he hits holes, you're like, there's no way he can run that hard the whole game, right? Like, he's just bouncing off people and he's running into 300-pound bricks up front there and he's running at them full speed. There's no way he can do that for four quarters. Well, that's what Cody Schrader does. And that just beats down defenses and watching, you know, when the offensive line does what they do, and then you got a guy hitting the hole the way that Cody Schrader does, and he refuses to go down. 
that wears people out, and it definitely wore out Tennessee. Feels like teams, and the the biggest playmaker on this roster is Luther Burden. Uh, he's been kind of quieted for a couple weeks in a row. Feels like if defenses are really going to target him and try to take him out of the game, it, it feels like Missouri is, can can deal with that, and they can just focus on the run game. Yeah, I don't think it really matters if they do. I think Luther Burden the is a good enough athlete that it really doesn't matter if teams try to limit him. He'll find he'll still find ways to make make an impact. And I know you know the last few weeks. It hasn't necessarily been there on the stat sheet, but you got a guy running the ball like like Cody Schrader does. You have a quarterback that can scramble and do a lot like Brady Cook does. And, oh, yeah, you get really got to pay attention to their best wide receiver, and they have a couple other wide receivers right behind them that are also really, really good. So when you look at this offense, yeah, you're going to get Luther Byrne third to get a lot of the attention, right? It, looks, it, it reminds me of, like, Justin Jefferson, right? Like, Justin Jefferson is going to get a lot of attention because he can do things like that. And then you hand the ball off to Cody Schrader and kind of let him hit those holes in the offensive line, go to work like they can. Brady Cook's going to drop back, and if Luther Byrne the third and the other guys aren't open, oh, yeah, he's going to scramble for 8, 10 yards and get you a first down. So there's so many threats, it seems like, on this offense right now, and everybody's playing to that level and that standard that, you know, Luther Byrne the third set earlier this year, and they're kind of a threat just all around on that side of the ball. We're talking with Jacob Sersasimo, part of the sports team at Channel 4 KMOV. When you when you look ahead and nothing is guaranteed, and this is no disrespect to Florida or Arkansas, as, as Missouri could lose either of those games, Florida's a good team, Arkansas, you're going on the road. But if Missouri does what they're supposed to do, they would win those games. And all of a sudden, they're looking at 10-win season. They're looking at a top-10 final ranking. Uh, all With this win against Tennessee, now really a lot is on the table in terms of this just being a really, really special season. Yeah, it is. And I think I've been privileged enough the last two weeks. I went up there for some interviews a couple of weeks ago. We did a special on Channel 4. We did another special on Channel 4 this past weekend, and I got to spend the weekend there. And there's like one theme that keeps coming to mind, and it's Drinkwitz is saying, you know, we're taking it one week at a time. We're taking it one week at a time. And I think a lot of times you'll hear teams say that cliche, like we want to be 1-0 this week, and we're really focused on ourselves. They really are. Like it, when I talk to them and when we do these interviews, it doesn't seem like a cliche. Like, they're so focused on themselves and what they need to do. There's always a lot of conversation around Mizzou football, and I think especially going into this year with Brady Cook coming in, no one really knew what Cody Schrader was going to be able to do, and then obviously you have Luther Byrne the third. And there was a lot of hungry guys on this team, and the way they've been able to have the success is they're really just worried about one game, right? And when, you, when I was talking to them before Georgia, it – I mentioned a couple times, like, hey, you're going against Georgia. You played them last year really well. It's Georgia. Like, what are your thoughts on this? And they go, and they're so calm and just, this is, you know, this is just another football game. Like, yeah, they're a really good team, but we're just focused on what we need to do and how we need to do it. And if we take care of that, like, the rest will take care of itself. And it seemed like that's their mentality. And, boy, has it really worked this season. And I think when you just look so internal and control the things you can control, which it seems like they're doing, and you're just focused on week to week, that starts, starts to compound, right? Like consistency compounds in that aspect. And next thing you know, they're looking at a potential 10-win season that close. But don't even think they're looking at Arkansas right now, right? They're focused on Florida at home for senior night. And even after the game last weekend, they were so excited. They go, we get one more here, and we're really jacked up about it. Let's talk a little Missouri basketball before we let you out of here. You were at the game uh, against Memphis. They're playing right now, by the way, up 20-16 to 16 with about nine and a half minutes to go in the first half as they take on uh, SIUE. But in that, uh, in that Memphis game, 
they did not shoot well. They shoot just 32%. Is that a case of that's something that they need to work on and be cognizant of, or is it more just a case of we're talking about a team playing in the first week of the season and, and it doesn't mean a whole lot at this point? Yeah, I think it's still early. When you lose a guy like Kobe Brown, I mean, that's obviously I think that's going to take some adjusting to. And right now they're, I think, Demoy Hodge as well. Like they're in, I don't want to say a transition phase because they're not. They have really good players that have returned this year. But, you know, they still got new guys on the team. And, and there's no doubt about it, Memphis is a really good basketball team, right, even without their head coach there this weekend. Like they're still a really, really good basketball team. And they get a test really early in the season. And I – Personally, I didn't really look too much into it, right? It was a great yeah. atmosphere. It, they, they came out really hot. They know they're capable of playing and leading against a team like that. The breaks kind of just, you know, fell off in the second half a little bit there. So I, I personally don't really look too much into it. It's still early. It's, what, November 13th. There's a lot of time in the season left, and everybody's seen what Dennis Gates can kind of do with this team and this program. And like I said, you lose a guy like Kobe Brown and – it's never easy to fully replace that guy with one guy. Yeah. You're going to have to look at it. You're going to have to look at a group of guys to replace that guy. And right now they might be looking for that still, but it's still very early in the season. I think you hit that one spot on. He is Jacob Sersosimo. He covers sports for Channel 4 KMOV. Jacob, thank you so much for the time. We'll uh, get you on again real soon. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. Very good. There's Jacob Sersosmo joining us here on the program. When we come back, we've got our weekly conversation with Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, courtesy of our sister station, 610 Sports in Kansas City. We'll hear from the Chiefs quarterback next right here on the Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Rolling on here on a Monday night. It is a Graybar Sports Open Line on KMOX. We are uh, to that time of the week where we uh, check in, courtesy of 610 Sports in Kansas City, our sister station, where we check in with Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes as he has his weekly uh, conversation with uh, Carrington Harrison. And uh, not a whole lot to talk about from a football perspective this week because they are coming off the bye week. And in fact, they're not going to play again until next Monday when they'll play Monday Night Football against the Eagles. So uh, playing in the Germany game, not this past weekend, but last weekend, coming back to the United States, having the bye week, and now they'll play again next Monday. Uh, The first question asked of the Chiefs quarterback is uh, what it looked like for him during the bye week. Yeah, um, I got to spend some time in Texas uh, around some family and friends um, and got back up here and uh, went to my charity gala on Thursday and then uh, got to go to the Texas Tech versus KU football game this weekend. So just a lot of family time and uh, rest. So let's start with the 15 in the Mahomes gala. Just kind of take us through that and, and, and what you know, like what's, what made you choose to kind of go down this charitable route? Yeah, no, um, I know. I always want to do something to give back to the community and the communities that kind of prompted me to be where I'm at and inspired me to get to where I'm at right now. And uh, the 15 of my homies, I originally had the idea early in my career, um, and it's kind of blown up. And I just speak to the people that I have obviously helping me run it, but the people that I have around me and the Kansas City community. And so to be able to have a gala every year, usually on the bye week, um, this is our biggest one yet. I had over 500 people there. 
Um, and uh, we, we, we raise a lot of money that hopefully we will be able to use in the right ways to really boost other communities that kind of help me become uh, the man that I am. I was just going to ask you, how exciting is it to see it grow over time? Obviously, as your career has grown, your stardom has grown, and it's obviously helped your charity as well. Yeah, it, it's been awesome. Um, it's been really, really cool. Uh, I didn't, ex- I never expected it to even be this big, and uh, for it to be this big already, and I think like we're, st- I think we're still growing. Um, it, it truly is. It speaks to the people that that I've kind of been around my entire life, and um, the Lubbock community, the Tyler community, and now the Kansas City community has really embraced it. And uh, I think we've we've made a lot of differences in kids' lives, and let's keep doing it. Next year, you got to put me and Rob on the list. I don't know who we need to talk to, but Rob and I, we would love to go to the 15 of the Mahomes Gala. All right. I'll, I'll try to make sure we get you on the list next year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll continue to grow, and uh, we're going to see how big we can get this thing going. Right now, we're talking to the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. I didn't get a chance to talk to you after Germany. How was Germany? That was your first time going over there. Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool, really cool. The atmosphere was amazing during the game. Um, the fans were into it. Um, it, it. Really, just everything, the whole experience. Uh, I didn't get out of the hotel much, so I didn't get to really, really experience Germany. But from everything I, everything that I saw and heard, I mean, everybody had a, a great time, and the people were awesome. And so I was glad that we found a way to get a win there. Jet lag-wise, what was worse, flying to Germany and dealing with the time difference or coming back to Kansas City? Uh, for me, it was coming, it was coming back, uh, just because when we went there, I was very conscious of how I slept, how I slept on the plane, how to manage my sleep and everything like that. I thought I did a pretty good job of it. And then getting back and then getting on the bye week and having kids right here, I just kind of woke up like normal and uh, it definitely hit me a little bit when I got back. But, uh, for the most part, I thought we did a great job because we had a good plan and, and the training staff had a good plan of how to get our sleep and everything on the right schedule. And, uh, I thought we executed it at, at a high level. You fly a lot. What do you normally do on planes? Uh, for me, it's uh, mostly watch TV shows or movies and then sleep. That's like the, the main the main go-tos. Uh, I usually grab something to eat kind of right when the, pl- the flight takes off, and then I just focus on either throwing the show on and trying to fall asleep as quickly as possible. All right, what show are you currently watching? I just started The Shy a couple of days ago, and I've been really getting into that. What was the last movie you watched on the plane? Uh, I, so right now I've been getting caught up on Succession. I, I never finished it. I try to watch it with Brittany, and Brittany is one of those people that falls asleep like during every episode. So I had to just go ahead and watch it by myself. So I, I've uh, I've get, gotten caught up on Succession. I'm going into the last season right now, um, and so don't don't no spoilers or anything like that. Um, but other than that, I've watched that, and then me and Brittany watch uh, Suits a little bit now. I, have to, I like I like Suits because you can kind of go episode by episode, not to worry about trying to binge watch too much. So this is good. I'm actually ask. I'm I'm interested to ask you this question. How do you and Brittany do this? Because I have a rule that once you start a show with somebody, you have to finish that show. But then she keeps going to sleep during a show. So how can you finish it? How do you guys handle that dynamic? I think the biggest thing for me and Brittany is we just try to pick shows that we can that we can watch together. And I pick my own shows that I want to watch kind of by myself because either I'm kind of the binge watching. I'll knock out two or three episodes at a time. Uh, type of person and she obviously is not she likes to get her sleep and her rest and so uh the suits right now is our show that we watch together and we kind of watch one to two episodes a night if there's no sports on um and if that's not if if, if i'm not with her i'll watch succession or, or whatever that show is at the time that i'm trying to trying to get caught up on all right i love the bye week because 
we are obviously far removed from the Dolphins game, but we're too far away from the Eagles game. So I just have like questions that we here have always wanted to know about you. And now's the perfect time to ask. So you did go to the Mavericks game a couple of days ago. Can you take me through how you get tickets? Do you like call Luca and he gives you the tickets? Do you like have a guy that like hooks you up? Just take us through you sitting courtside at the Mavericks. Uh, I mean, uh, there's no, uh, way to really say this other than I just, I text Mark Cuban most times and then get a, get the tickets from him. <laughs> Yo, you, 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 you didn't have to do that. You could have just been like, Oh, a guy <laughs> hooks me up. You didn't have to, you didn't have to throw that one out there. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I kind of, I've went to a lot. I started off going to a lot of games and stuff like that and kind of built a relationship with him and, and Luca and some of those guys, Tim Hardaway Jr. So I got the right connections in the organization to get tickets for it. All right, we have an office debate here. We have been going around. People want to know if you have a Venmo account and if you use Venmo. I actually think that you do have a Venmo account or Cash App or something comparable. We need confirmation. Do you use or have Venmo? I, I have a I have a secret Venmo that I gotten uh, back recently. I, I, I used to have Venmo when I was in college, and I started getting requests for a lot of money when I got in the NFL, so I ended up deleting that one. Um, and then I made up kind of a like a fake name and everything like that and made a secret Venmo account. Okay, that's what I thought. That actually checks out. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, all right. When was the last time that you flew commercial? Yeah, I'm honestly not proud to say it. I haven't flown commercial since COVID. So uh, that was – I used to fly commercial uh, pretty regularly. Um, and then COVID hit, and I started flying private because of that. And obviously not wanting to get sick or anything like that, even though I still had to move around. Um, and then I, but I, I mean, I, I usually fly private now and I have a deal with Airshare, so it makes it easy for me to fly private. And so, uh, I haven't flown since then, but I, I've promised Brittany that Sterling's going to fly commercial before her life's over. And she thinks that I will not, will not make her fly commercial. See, I actually would have guessed like after you won MVP, that that time in your life was just over. Like you have made enough money. You have the deal with Airshare. I'm actually shocked in like 2019 that, that you were flying on Southwest. I'm stunned by this revelation. Yeah, no, I, I throw the hat on, throw the hoodie on, and I was I was making the flights. I mean, it was I was still I was still rolling around, you know, just uh, had to be a little low key with it. One thing that I've always wanted to ask you is, when did you realize that your life was different? Because, like, you know, your rookie year, you obviously are famous and, you know, you signed a rookie contract, but, like, you and Brittany could go to the movies. You could go out to eat, and it wasn't, like, a huge thing. You obviously can't do that now. You and Brittany cannot go to Oak Park Mall tomorrow. When was that moment where you realized, like, your life had changed? It was after it was after we won that uh, Super Bowl, um, and it actually was crazy because you win the Super Bowl, the first Super Bowl, and I went back to Dallas, and I remember just being out in Dallas and trying to go to bars and stuff that I had done uh, when I was in when I was in college, and even those first few years after, I, even after I won the MVP and everything like that, and I mean I could still move around and I would take a few pictures here and there, um, but after winning that Super Bowl, I don't know if it's just the stage and and winning it and everything like that. I think that's when I really had to have plans on when I went places and stuff like that, just so I can get in and out and it not become a too big of a distraction, not only for me, but for everybody. And so that was kind of the moment, I think, that kind of changed everything a little bit. But uh, I still do a good job. I, I do a good job of kind of getting out places and being there quick uh, and easy. It's just you guys have to plan it a little bit. Obviously, you have, like, a great life. You mentioned, hey, I want to go to the game. You text Mark Cuban. Do you ever miss that time in your life? Do you miss how simple it was? Uh, I 100% do. Um, a lot, especially in the off season, like uh, like I was saying, like I, I hate that I can't just like on a on a not a Sunday, but like a Saturday when college basketball is going on and 
my buddies be like, hey, y'all want to you come to this restaurant and go to this bar and, and watch the games and, and just sit there and watch with the buddies. This is not a lot of that anymore. I got out the planet way ahead of time and everything like that. And going even like going to get gas and stuff like that, Just I just don't do it that much anymore. And I think that's just little things that you kind of take for granted. But at the same time, like I'm blessed, man. I, I get to do a lot of things that I didn't think I was going to be able to do. Um, so if, that, if I have to just deal with that a little bit and take a few pictures and, and make someone's day, I'll do that because I know how much things God's blessed me with, and uh, it's a it's a pretty uh, great life. Patrick, tell us one thing that, like, over the course of this journey, that you were like, I can't believe that I am doing this. Like, you got to meet somebody, you got to have dinner with somebody, you got to play golf. Was there that moment that was like, wow, this is really cool? Well, well, sports were sports was not, never it was not, never really anything crazy, just because I think I grew up in a locker room, so I got to see a lot of these guys. Uh, growing up, which I was bl- I was blessed and lucky to do that. But I think uh, for me, it was when I went to the Met Gala this last year. I think that was a, this way outside of my realm of, of things that I've done in my life, and um, just walking down the red red carpet and stuff like that. That's just stuff that we we usually uh, hand out to Trav, not me. So that was kind of the the one moment where I was like, man, this is a weird a weird deal. It's not the same as I usually do. All right, I got a couple quick ones, and I'll get you out of here, Patrick. I appreciate your time. I'm not going to let you pick a sports movie for this one because we're not asking you any football questions. G- give me the movie that you've seen the most that's not Varsity Blues because I know you love that movie. Uh, you said I can't pick a sports? Cause I'm, no. There was one, gro- I mean, growing up, I watched The Sandlot like every day, so that's, that's, that's my first one by far. Um, other than that, I, I watched the, the Batman tri- trilogy a lot. So I, I like I liked Batman growing up. So Batman, The Dark Knight, and uh, The Dark Knight Rises. I used to watch. I've watched even to this day. If it's on TV, I throw it on every time. All right. I've never asked you this, but the show Hot Ones. I know Travis has done it before. Would you ever do Hot Ones? Um, maybe, maybe, but uh, it would take a lot because I'm not a uh, big on uh, the whole eating. You eat hot wings on that, right? Those hot, those yeah. hot, hot wings. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of like eating things that are just too spicy. I like spicy, but. If it's too spicy, it's not usually uh, my go-to. All right. Let's say that tomorrow the Royals are like, hey, we, we need you to pitch. How hard could you throw tomorrow? I think I could still throw in the low to mid-90s. I I, uh, I I truly believe that. But I think it would – I don't know how many strikes I would throw. Uh, but I, I think if I just let it go, let it rip, I could still get it up in the mid-90s. But uh, I'll have to go out to spring training at some point and try to prove it. So Patrick Mahomes, a 95-mile-per-hour fastball, do you buy that? Maybe he will go uh, down to Arizona with the Royals and uh, throw a few and see uh, where he can get it to. We'll take a break, and when we come back, Hancock and Kelly joins us as we wrap up this edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. This is America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Greetings, dynamic duo. Starting to wrap up this edition of a Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. For the next two hours after I'm done, you've got uh, at your service. Uh, it's Hancock and Kelly late night. Oh, boy. Uh, they'll join us right now to do a little preview of the program. Fellas. Oh, boy. Late night means we don't do politics. That's good. So we're just going to kind of goof around tonight. So uh, we have a we do a lot of sports. Uh, our sports insider calls. Yeah, in. he'll be with us tonight. The sports insider. Well, yeah, we spent I, a little time with Maria Kina. Yeah, I, I enjoy all. The, like, uh, I, I dove uh, into a hole last night, man. That's not good. An internet hole. Oh, okay, not, you did not literally drive into a hole. No, okay. I, but I, I very very plausible that he could have <laughs> driven into a hole. I got oh. into something as I was going to bed. Total mistake. Shouldn't have done it. Um, 
Captain Kangaroo. Well, you just ruined one of our segments. Dude. Hold well, on. Well, it's two hours from now. I can assure you, nobody listening well, now we is going to be listening. We can to just that. say, you know what? We can let, let that be the intrigue. What a, what a tease that is. Yeah. Uh, what the are dancing we learn bear about? and Mr. Moose yeah. and Mr. I mean, Green you Jeans. You just blew a well, segment. It, it's fine. Well, I wanted to throw something at you guys. Oh, please do. Yes. So I saw... Jerry Seinfeld and Jim Gaffigan on so Saturday jealous. night at you the Enterprise there. Center. I was. So huh. jealous. And it was a great, it was my uh, birthday present from my wife back in August. Happy birthday. Great, wow. great present. How many uh, How many candles on the cake there? Uh, that was 41. No. Yes, I'm 41. No. And that actually plays into this part of the story. All right. So I'm in the lower bowl, but not down on the floor. He's in the but low, I'm in the lower bowl. He's in the low bowl. And up top of the low bowl. Yeah. So pretty good seats. I don't know how much my wife spent on these seats, good but I'm seats. They were not the cheap. Yeah. yeah, she had spent a wad on the seats. Go ahead. The people sitting right behind me, yes, were younger than me. Young they were people. probably twenties, maybe early thirties at mm. the oldest. They're partying, hammered, absolutely yeah. hammered, hammered, absolutely hammered. Just two of the girls were just holding a conversation, just like you and I are oh. right now, just as loud as this as the show's going on. Not going to remember they're, the show. They're mocking Seinfeld. They're mocking time. Seinfeld. They are mocking Seinfeld. They are mocking Seinfeld, Michael. And I realize I've hit the age where what Jerry Seinfeld and Jim Gaffigan are talking about, it applies to me, talking about kids and being older yeah, and all those yeah. sort of things. These people behind me, it doesn't matter how funny this is. Not a clue. That's not going to apply to them at all. So not do, a clue. And now, like, if Matt Pajeski went and saw Seinfeld, I think he would enjoy it, even yeah. though well, he's, he's a young guy. Soul. Yeah, he is an old, soul. an old soul. He watches the Rockford Files, yeah. for God's sakes. <laughs> I don't even watch that. So I just, Great I was show. thinking to myself, do we need some sort of like. Um, Filter to make sure that people like them don't spend. Probably they're not very hard-earned money uh, to yeah, end up at a place their, like that. Spending their dad or their sugar daddy's money. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. There should be a litmus test to see Seinfeld. There should. Well, the, the pe- did you address it? Did anybody address there was it? No, no way. They, they did no intermission, no anything. They just rolled right through. I've oh. never been to. I loved it. Yeah. They, Again, it's for people. We got bedtimes here, so hey, yeah, um, sounds like sounds like pickup night at the, the bar for Michael Kelly. The, the way the show went was Seinfeld and Gaffigan came out at the beginning. They did like ten minutes together. Yeah. Then their opener, um, his name was Mario. I can't remember his last name at the top of my head right now. He's always been attached to Seinfeld. He came out, did fifteen minutes. Then Gaffigan did an hour. Seinfeld did an hour, and it was done. No intermission, no nice. anything. They just rolled right through. I don't know if I've ever been to a show, a comedy show before. That there wasn't some type of yeah. intermission. Well, Jim Gaffigan, of course, is uh, somebody I've never heard of. And, what? Uh, really? No, I mean, well, he had that island uh, years ago, uh, but but I don't <laughs> uh, I don't think I know who he is. Who is he? You would recognize him. I would. Yeah. I mean, I know Seinfeld because I'm you know attuned to the cultural. Not stuff. really. If you don't know who Jim Gaffigan. Well, Jim Gaffigan, Jim Gaffigan he even was... had a spot on. Uh, CBS Sunday mornings. Didn't yeah. He? Yeah. He yeah. Would do like, I don't uh, think I've ever Andy heard of Rube, him. Rube, Rube I mean, I've heard of him. I've heard the name. Yeah. But I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Yeah, if you, if you this said, is great for radio, but I'm showing you a picture of him right now. Yeah, it doesn't look familiar. Okay. I, I just, uh, I mean, he looks a little bit like Ken Hitchcock. He is very funny. Yeah. He is very funny. Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, I can't imagine that was, I'm jealous of you. What a, what a fun night out. Well, you went to Happy U2 birthday. in Las Vegas. Yeah, but I would have, uh, I would have had a hard time not turning around saying, listen, you're going to shut up or I'm going to put you in a headlock. Yeah. I just, Ooh. <laughs> I, I thought about saying something. There was four of them. 
They were all drunk. I wasn't going to get into a fight in the right. middle. And, you know, I do oh, it during buddy. Gaff again. I get thrown out of there before I even get to see Seinfeld. Yeah, I'm yeah. with my wife. I yeah. can tell you, I am not afraid of a confrontation. No, no. But I, anytime I do get into a confrontation yeah. and my wife well. is there next to yeah, me, yeah. I'm she is not happy. Yeah, Polly here, by the way, if you don't know. <laughs> I don't. You don't want to tangle with Polly. What, what we're doing uh, he, gets, he gets spun up and uh, oof, you, you body it, does, it, doesn't, it does not Walmart end well. I but just, guys, he's a champion wrestler. Ah. It just doesn't end well. You mean uh, JV wrestler, but yeah. It, well, <laughs> same thing. I'm a big guy. I've just I've never been afraid to. Uh, I don't need. Around. Yeah, I don't need to hold my tongue. Yeah, I've got a mouth. I'll he use does. it. I'll say what I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. and I'll embarrass my wife. He's every coming bit at you, Kelly. He's coming at you. I want no problems with the man. <laughs> he clearly can take it. Hancocked Kelly, late night. Oh, it's boy. on the way next. Oh, don't man. go anywhere. Yeah, right here. You might want to on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.